Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Glorious singing. Just a, a foretaste of uh, what heaven is going to be like. What glorious, glorious music. If you guys have your Bibles, I invite you to take them and turn with me to John chapter 10. John chapter 10 is where we're going to start. And we have a lot that we're going to cover this morning. I'm excited to be able to talk about the gospel, talk about our Savior, talk about the glory of Christmas. One of the things that I absolutely love about Christmas is all of the festivities, all of the fun things that we get to enjoy together, all the symbols that we see. We put up lights on our house. Uh, we, we, we go through uh, Candy Cane Lane. My family and I did that. We go through Candy Cane Lane and we ooh and ah at all of the lights. But the lights are a symbol, right? They're a symbol of something greater. They point us to something, to a reality that is greater than what the symbol itself is. Why do we put up lights at Christmas? What's the meaning of lights on our house? It's to remind us that the light of the world has come. The light of the world has come. The light of the world. In darkness we sat, just as we sang. Oh come, oh come, Emmanuel. We are in the midst of darkness. And unless you come to shine your glorious light upon us, we will be in darkness forever. Let the, the beauty of the symbol of the lights that we have at Christmas time Point us to the light of the world. An amazing, amazing symbol. The second symbol that we have are trees. We have a tree right here with lights on it. Why, why do we have trees in our house? It seems totally backwards. We take lights and throw them up on the outside of our house, and we take trees, cut them down, and bring them onto the inside of our house. Why do we have trees in our house? They remind us they're evergreen trees. They remind us of everlasting life, eternal life that we have in Christ. Christ came to give us eternal life. So when you stare at the tree that you have, if you have a real one, you killed it, by the way, just so you know. You cut it down. You killed it. It's in your house. It's dying. And it reminds us that, remember in the Gospel of John, Jesus says, unless a seed would fall to the ground and die, it can't bear fruit. Jesus died to bring the fruit, the first fruit of eternal life to all who would follow, all who would believe in him. And obviously we have gifts. We don't have any under the tree here. But we have gifts, a beautiful symbol, the symbol of gifts. And that one's obvious to us. What does that point to? That points to the greatest gift of all, right? What's the greatest gift of all? It's the gift of Jesus Christ being sent by the Father to us so that all who would believe in him would have eternal life and would not perish. So many symbols at Christmas. Lights, trees, presents. But there's a symbol that is a very sweet symbol. It's a symbol that we don't often enjoy enough. And there's a backstory to it that maybe you've never even heard of before. And I want to point us to that symbol, to let that symbol point us to Christ this morning. But I'm going to need a little bit of help. So if there are any kids in the audience, I have your magical carpet squares here. And if you guys want to come, Chelsea, you want to come up here and put, all the kids can come up and sit right here in front. I have a lot of carpet squares. Don't be shy. Come on up. Put the carpet squares down. Find your carpet square. Sit on your carpet square. You can, yeah, sit here. Come on, Calvin. Come on up. Turner kids, come on up. I'm going to need your help because you are going to tell me everything that this symbol means, okay? So come on up. Find yourself a seat on a carpet square. Just sit on the carpet square. Normally, like you do over there in the classroom, but you have to face this way. I mean, you can face that way. And 
Let everybody see your beautiful faces. Just like Abby. Abby's doing, Abby and Calvin are doing a great job. Turn, 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 turn. Okay. There is, there's a symbol that points us to Jesus. And here's the story, okay? I want you to think with me about what this could be. In the 1700s, a long time ago, there was a law in the land of England that you could not talk about the gospel. You couldn't tell people about Jesus. You couldn't even have something on your door, like a sign, like a cross or something that said, I love Jesus. So, so there was a man who said, I love Jesus and I want to let people know, but I can't just put something out in front of everything because they didn't let me do that, but I'm still going to tell people about Jesus. And this is what he did. He said, I'm going to make something, and I'm going to pass it around, and I'm going to give it to everybody. And without even knowing it, they're going to hold in their hands a symbol, a sign that points them to Jesus. Now, I'll give you a hint as to what he made. This man's job was a candy maker. He made candy for a living. That's what his work was. His job was to make candy. And he thought, hmm, I can make candy that will point people to Jesus. And you know what candy he made? What candy at Christmas do we enjoy that maybe would point... (gasps) Calvin's face just lit up. (laughs) Candy canes. It's a candy cane. Look, I have a really, really big candy cane right here. And I want to tell you the eight reasons how this can point us to Jesus. And for every else in the crowd. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to, to make a mental note of this because the attention span of these kids is greater than most kids for sure, but it's still, it still, it will go away very quickly. So write down the eight points so you can talk about it once you get back to your house today, tonight, tomorrow, and you can enjoy talking about the, the meaning of Christmas from a candy cane. Okay, so number one, there's eight things. Number one, the first thing is, what is the shape of this candy cane? It's a cane. It's a shepherd's cane. So number one, this man, it looks like a shepherd's staff, right? You hold the staff, you walk with the staff, you poke the sheep with the staff, and if you need to, you can hook the the sheep and pull them if they're being bad. This is like a shepherd's staff. Now, why would the candy maker who said, I want to make a symbol that reminds us of Jesus, why would he make it in the shape of a shepherd's staff? Why? Because in the story of Jesus, what happened? Hang on, buddy. So the shepherds, remember? We just read about it. The shepherds were told by the angels. The shepherds were told by the angels, go to Bethlehem and you'll find a baby. And and you want to know something else? The candy maker said, not only does this remind us of the sheep and the shepherds out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks at night in the Christmas story, but also Jesus in John is our good shepherd. He's the great shepherd. Ethan, shh, we're just going to listen, okay? He's the great shepherd. And as the great shepherd, he follows us. We're his sheep. Can you guys make a good sheep noise? That's what we do. We wander around, and Jesus, with his shepherd's staff, he leads us, he guides us, he pulls us when we're going astray. He, He makes us go in the right way. So the candy maker said, hmm, I can make a candy that reminds us of the shepherds abiding in the field, the angels told the shepherds, and I can make a candy that that reminds us that Jesus is our good shepherd, that we need to follow him, our good shepherd. But you know what else? Look at this. If I flip it like this, what is this? What, What letter is this? 
So Jay, why would the candy maker, this is point number two, not only our shepherd, our great shepherd, but why would the candy maker make a candy that can be a shepherd staff and the letter J? Why? Was that what you were going to say? J is the name, the first letter of Jesus' name. Does anybody know what Jesus means? Do you remember what the angel said? You will call his name Jesus because he will. Does anybody remember? Be with us. He will be with us. He's God with us. That's Emmanuel. But what does Jesus mean? He will save his people from their sins. Even in his name, his name means Savior. It means God saves So we have a shepherd's staff to remind us that the shepherd were out in the field and Jesus is our good shepherd, the shepherd that leads his people. And then we have a J to remind us of Jesus' name. We can't forget Jesus. He's the whole reason for Christmas. And so we remember Jesus saves his people from their sin. But here's the question. How does Jesus save us? We have a shepherd's staff. We have the letter J. How does Jesus save us? How did Jesus save us? He died on the cross. And you want to know something? The candy maker said, I'm going to show Jesus' death on the cross. See this big red stripe that goes all the way down, big red stripe? Isaiah 53 tells us that by Jesus' blood being poured out, we're healed. We're saved by Jesus' sacrifice. He had to die in our place. So the candy maker said, I'm going to make a candy that has red running through it to remind us of Jesus' blood. Do you remember when in the upper room, when Jesus passed out the bread and then he passed out the cup and he said, this is my body and this is my blood. This is a symbol of my blood. And the candy maker said, this can be a symbol of his blood too. It reminds us that Jesus had to die on the cross. But here's the question. Did Jesus have to die on the cross because he did things wrong? Had Jesus done anything wrong? Jesus never did anything wrong. He lived a perfect, sinless, never disobeying his parents, a life that was holy, perfectly holy. And the candy maker said, I need to make a candy that shows us his holiness. So we have the shepherd's staff, we have the letter J, we have a red stripe that reminds us of Jesus' blood, and we also have white running through the candy to remind us that Jesus didn't deserve to die. He was was holy. It reminds us of being pure, clean, never sinning ever. Never once did Jesus ever disobey. He never sinned. And what is sin? Remember what what we call sin? Sin is anything that we think, say, or do that displeases God. Jesus never sinned ever. He was perfectly clean. He was perfectly holy. And the candy maker said, I need to put both of those there. And then do you guys see this? See this? There's the big red stripe right here. And then there's, see these little, these three little stripes? The candy maker said, I want to remind the people that are eating this candy. I want them to to remember that Jesus was whipped. This is that Isaiah 53 passage. By his scourging, by his whipping, we are healed. And these three stripes remind us that Jesus was whipped. Again, he didn't do anything wrong. He was perfect. He was sinless. And he was whipped on his back. And then he was nailed to a cross. And he bled and he died because he loves us. Because he loves you and he loves me. And he loves everybody here at CBC and everybody in the world. And the candy maker said, I want to make sure that I have a a shepherd's staff. I want to make sure I have a J. I want to make sure I have a a red stripe for the blood. I want to make sure I have holiness and the white. I want to make sure that I have the the three stripes here. And you want to, that's just the wrapping. (laughs) You want to know what else? This candy is very sweet. 
if you taste it, what does it taste like? It tastes like sugar, because there's a lot in here. It's sweet. And what else does it taste like? <gasps> tastes like peppermint. Kind of tastes like you're brushing your teeth, right? If you start eating this, it kind of tastes like you're eating toothpaste. It's clean. It's minty. It's like a piece of fresh gum. And here's what the candy maker said. The candy maker said, I want to make a candy that is sweet to our taste and is very, very minty fresh. Do you know why? Here's why. In Psalm 51, David says, unless God cleanses my heart of sin, I cannot stand before God and be accepted. I can't be a friend of God if I'm a sinner. I have to be holy, and I can't be holy because I've sinned. So, God, you need to cleanse me. And he says this. He says, cleanse me with a hyssop branch. Do you know what a hyssop branch is? I don't either. But a hyssop branch is used to clean things. And if you bite into a hyssop branch and if you, if you use it in cooking, it has a minty flavor to it. You know mint? So the candy cane, the mint flavor in a candy cane it's like a hyssop branch, and it reminds us to be cleansed, to be clean. Like when you brush your teeth and you have that minty, clean, fresh taste in your mouth, that's what God can do to your heart. But he doesn't brush your heart with a toothbrush, and he doesn't clean it with toothpaste or soap. He uses the blood of his own son to cleanse us and take all of our sin away. And as he takes all of our sin away, we can stand before God, be his friend and not be condemned, not be punished for our sin, because Jesus took the punishment that we deserve. I have sinned. You have sinned. The Bible says all of us have sinned. Every single person has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the Bible says that the wages of our sin, what we get, what we deserve because of our sin is death, separation from God forever. But God didn't want that to happen to us. So God said, I will take Jesus and Jesus will live a perfect life, never sinning, never disobeying, perfect life, and then he will die on the cross. And I will punish Jesus, my son, as if he had lived my sinful life so that I could treat Patrick as if he had lived Jesus' holy life. That's the gospel. That's the good news. So we have a J, a shepherd's staff, white for cleanliness, for purity, red, a big red stripe for the blood of Jesus, the, the little thin red stripes for the whippings that Jesus experienced. And we also have the peppermint, the beautiful hyssop peppermint flavor. You want to know something else? Is this, have you guys ever had gummy worms? Is this like a gummy worm? Is it soft? Is it chewy? If you bite on this, is it chewy? No, it's a rock hard, solid candy right? If you bite into it, sometimes it snaps, it shatters. But the candy maker said, I want to make a candy that's solid, that's a very strong, hard candy. Why do you think he made a hard candy, a strong candy? So that it would stay together and they'd remember that Jesus is our solid rock. He's the rock that we're supposed to build on. That's what Luke tells us. Jesus says, if you want to be wise, you need to build on me, on the rock. You need to build on a rock, on a, on a surface that won't collapse, that won't fall down. You remember what he says? Don't build on the sand. Don't build on the sandy shore because the house is going to fall over. Build on the rock. So Jesus comes to earth. He's born as a little baby. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. He lives a sinless life. He dies on the cross. He's raised from the dead. But that doesn't mean anything if you and I don't say, I believe that and I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to follow Jesus. This candy is sweet. Following Jesus is sweet. 
Following Jesus is satisfying. When you follow Jesus, and you, it's like biting into the candy going, mm, this tastes really good. Sugar, it's really, really fun to eat. Following Jesus is the most satisfying thing in the world. And I know everybody at CBC prays for you all the time that you would follow Jesus and that you would love Jesus more than you love anything in this world, more than you love candy, more than you love toys, more than you love all the gifts that you're going to get at Christmas, more than everything else in the world. Jesus is better than everything. And that's why we pray for you all the time that you would see Jesus is better than anything that this world has to offer. And you'd follow him. You'd build your life on him. But there's one other thing that the candy maker said. So let's review really quickly. Shepherd staff, number one. J, number two. J, number two. Red stripe, number three. White stripe, number four. Thin red stripes, number five. Hard uh, candy, number six. Um, Peppermint candy, number seven. But he said, I want to make a candy that's small enough that you can give it away to your friends and you can tell them the story. I don't want to give them something huge that they can't give to somebody. I want them, remember, this was a symbol. And so here's what I want you guys to do. I have a Christmas present for you guys. I have a Christmas present for you. And I want you to help me give this Christmas present not only to everybody in our church, but to everybody that you see today for Christmas Eve, tomorrow for Christmas. And I want, when you give them a, a candy cane, I want you to say, hey, did you know the real story of the candy cane? Do you know the story about Jesus? Shepherd, Jay, and you can go through the whole gospel story with them. So let me pray and thank God for his amazing gift of Jesus. And then I want you guys to help me give presents to everybody here, okay? Can we pray? Okay. God, thank you so much for Jesus. God, we plead with you for these little ones how precious they are in your sight. Without faith like a little one, we, we wouldn't even enter the kingdom. So God, we want to learn from their example of belief and faith. God, as they enter into older stages in their life, as they become teenagers and adults, God, we pray that you would keep them close to the cross. That they would not just know about Jesus. These, these kids know more about Jesus than most people in the world. But knowledge is not enough. So I pray that it would move from head knowledge to heart knowledge, from a knowledge about who Jesus is to a love for him, a love that would displace every other love. That they truly would see in us as examples, as parents, as, as friends, they would see that we love Jesus more than anything in this world and that they would come to know him and to love him that way. Eternal life is knowing Christ intimately, a love relationship. So even this Christmas, as we talk about Jesus, as we gather together with friends and family, many of whom probably don't know you in a saving way. They, know, they might know about you, but they don't love you more than anything in this world. I pray that these candy canes that we are able to give out and to keep and to enjoy, may we share the gospel story, just as this Englishman did 300 years ago. May we share the gospel story through this candy cane and let all the symbols of Christmas point us to the glory of our Savior. We pray it in the name of Jesus, our Savior, and all God's people said, amen. Okay, I need some help. You guys are going to pass these baskets. There are two candy canes for each, one to keep for you and one to give away to a friend. So take the baskets, pass them out to everybody. Maybe we can get some help so they can pass them out, and then you guys get to keep them, and everybody take your candy cane, enjoy one, 
and take the other extra one and give it away to somebody tomorrow and share the gospel story through giving away this little, this little amazing reminder of Jesus. So go down, go down here, pass them down the aisles, precious little servants. Pass them down. Give them to everybody. Pass them on down. So you have eight things to remember. And I pray that as you get these candy canes, you can share this with somebody tomorrow. Uh, Remember those eight things and share the eight aspects of the candy cane with a friend or a family member tomorrow. And kids, you guys can go back and sit with your parents once you're done. And this is what I want to do. Let's go ahead and stand together. Once you guys get a candy cane, once you have everything, let's go ahead and stand together. And since we are a church family, let's, uh, let's bridge the gap here in the aisle. Let's come together. Let's hold hands as a church family. Let's hold hands together. And let's just raise our voices to our majestic Savior, the one who came, who gave his life, who laid down his life, who spilled blood for us, who rose again in newness of life. Let's praise his name forever. Let's come and adore him as a church family uh, this morning. Oh, come let us adore. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him Christ the Lord for alone is worthy for he alone is worthy for he alone is worthy he cried and on into eternity we'll praise your name forever we'll praise your name forever we'll your name forever Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Blessings on your Christmas tomorrow. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your family. We will see you next Sunday. Same format as this Sunday. No family Bible hour. Just come and fellowship next Sunday. Blessings. Merry Christmas to all of you. Amen.